Welcome back to Gen Z Speaks. Uh, we're we're back with another uh, podcast episode with me, my usual co-hosts, Jenish. Thank you. How you doing, my guy? Doing good, man. Hanging in there without COVID. <laughs> good. Uh, I like the shade. Uh, I don't know if I like it, but okay. Uh, Matthew Gutierrez, how are you? Doing great, sir. Doing great. No Omicron in me yet. Good. Good. That's good. Um, yeah. So how are you? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing good now. Um, I Looks like you're in so, a hotel room, man. I am in a hotel. So um, I tested positive for COVID last week. Um, I don't have the Omicron variant. Um, actually, funny thing. What I mean, it's not funny, but I looked up on my phone today. I was on Instagram and my student uh, newspaper released a headline saying USC student tests positive for Omicron second in LA County. And for one second, I was like, what? And I, and I swiped right. And it said uh, it was a student who went to the East Coast for Thanksgiving and came back with the variant. So it's thankfully not me. But yeah, so I tested positive for COVID last week. Um, unfortunately, it was Wednesday. Yeah, so it was Wednesday. Started feeling symptoms a couple of days before that. Um, I, I will say, guys, um, on Tuesday, I didn't know I had COVID, but I was just in my bed. I was, I think I was telling you guys before this, but I was just in my bed uh, and, I, and I couldn't move. I have, I have a lower, I have a disc bulge. And because of COVID, what it does to your body's muscles, I had a body ache. And then my disc bulge in my back just felt a lot more worse, right? And um, I don't know, I felt like I couldn't, um, kind of felt like I couldn't move. You were just and paralyzed on the bed. I wasn't. I wouldn't say paralyzed. It was just, man. It was just like quaking. Are you quaking? I, I, I was just like, I had a fever. It was really bad body weakness, and I was like, whatever this is, 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 it's not nice. And so, um, you know, I uh, had my. So I had my sense of smell and taste on Tuesday, Wednesday, same thing happening, and Thursday I felt a lot better, and so. What USC does for students if they don't have a place to isolate. I mean, I didn't want to isolate and put my uh, suite mates in danger. So they put students in a hotel, either the USC hotel, the Double Three Hilton. And um, look, it seems nice to be in a hotel room, but I'll tell you this. It's not fun to be just by yourself for what? It's my fifth day here, man. It, it gets dark. It gets lonely. I'm telling you, like, I think one of the things that I, a lot of people don't think about about COVID is for at least young people who are healthy the the symptoms kind of just go away the first three four days if it's a mild to moderate infection what kind of gets you is the the kind of depression that starts to formulate after a certain period of time because you can't leave the room you can't you know obviously interact with other people you know you can video chat with people but that doesn't replace the social element and one thing i've realized man is I'm definitely an extrovert because I, I get energy from being around other people and talking to them. Now, some of my parents, is I've, I've discovered that because not being around people and not being able to pick up that energy, man, it, it, uh, it, <laughs> it's giving me anxiety. Like I'm losing my mind, uh, in isolation here, man. Like, I, I don't know, like you have nothing else to do besides your thoughts and your laptop and even binge watching movies and TV shows gets just boring in a certain period of time. So, yeah. And, and also thoughts. Uh, what thoughts? Nihilistic thoughts. I don't know. I've just kind of just been contemplating 
it sounds yeah. cliche to say and like maybe a little too corny, but I've just kind of just been. Dude, you're 100% right. When you're just sitting in your own thoughts without even getting out of the house, like nonetheless, yeah. a block room, right? Like it sucks. I can't, yeah. I can't imagine that, man. That yeah, sucks. look, let me, the room has a, like a really nice view of downtown LA. I don't know if I can show, but it has a really nice view. I get, so USC gives me 70 bucks every day through DoorDash, but I can't taste or smell any of the food. So it's to me, it's the hey, same just, thing. Oh, just order food for me, man. Just deliver it to my house. Just right? deliver yes, to bro. House. What I have been doing is I've been tipping the shit out of these, uh, a lot of uh, DoorDash workers because they're giving me all this money and I'm not like fully doing three meals every day. So I tip them like 20, I, like, I tipped like $40 to one person the other day uh, because uh, I only had one meal, but I felt good, man. Cause like if they're giving me, yeah, if they're giving me $70, man, I'm going to take full advantage of, of the DoorDash workers, right? Because uh, I know how hard it is uh, for them to, you know, just live off of what they make. So might as well take full advantage. But yeah, man, look, a lot of people have it a lot worse than me. So um, I'm trying my best to be positive, right? I'm trying my best to be grateful, but it's not easy, man. And I, I don't wish this upon anyone uh, because it's not like the symptoms are completely gone. I still have a little bit of a cough and uh, it's weird, man. I've never had... A, a nasal congestion like I have now uh, and the temperature, the fever that I had, man, I'm telling you, it, it was something else because um, yeah, but thankfully I don't, I don't have the Omicron variant. This is probably the Delta variant and guys, something I've learned is I think we're the, if, even if you're fully vaccinated and it's been more than six months, you'll need the booster to have protection against COVID. I, otherwise you won't be protected in my opinion, at least. And I think, the science points towards this as well, but yeah, you're fully so, vaxxed, right? I'm fully vaccinated. I got, I got, and you my, still got it. I still got it, you know, but, but the thing yeah. is, dude, it's been six months since I got my second dose. And right. so uh, the vaccine only has a certain time period for you to remain immunized. And after that, you have to get a booster and then don't get me wrong. After this booster, you're going to need another booster in six months and another six months. It's going to be like a flu shot, right? I am yeah. absolutely not doing that. But the thing with the flu shot is uh, you only get it once every year. With COVID, because it's so much more infectious and it's year-round kind of, you have to get it after every six months uh, or supposedly yeah. will need to. So. so, you know, I never wrapped my mind around this, but how, um, how, what does it feel like not being able to taste something? Like, <laughs> I know, I know COVID, yeah. uh, people that get COVID always say that, but it doesn't make sense to me. Like, you just like, it just feels like nothing when you're chewing it or... Okay, so I can distinguish sweet from salt. I can distinguish. So the story of me losing my sense of taste and smell is on. So last Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I had my sense of taste and smell. Everything was good. Friday morning, I woke up. I had ordered Indian food uh, on Thursday night. And I woke up uh, and I was eating the Indian food. And Indian food is, you know, usually really strong in taste. And I was eating it. And I was like, what? This doesn't, you know, this doesn't taste like anything. What is this? And I was like, oh, my God. So I lost it. And so it just tastes uh, very simple and bland. Like it tastes uh, a texture kind of. I don't know how I'm, to explain it. You can, you can, I can distinguish certain, it's not like I complete, it's not like I, 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 whatever, it's the same. I can distinguish certain flavors, but it's not like there isn't, you know, like I, if I'm craving McDonald's, what I'm like, I'm not going to be able to distinguish certain well, today compared to Friday, how do you feel taste-wise? Better now? A little better, you know, okay. but very little. Like, it's not that 
much of it. I do feel better. My smell is completely gone though. So like my deodorant is extremely strong. I went, didn't smell nothing. I don't smell anything. Like wow. right now I'm trying to, I don't smell anything yet. I don't like That's smell brutal. is completely gone. Uh, so taste. wait, <laughs> wait. So if you ate a ghost pepper, would you be able to say it's a spice? spice? The spice. So that's interesting, right? Because the spice level is something I have haven't quite experimented with. Uh, um, I I ordered some Persian food yes last night, and I had onions on the side, and I tried tasting it, and I could barely like sense out the the taste and onions too. So wait, wait, grilled onions or like normal onions? No, like kind of raw onions, kind raw, of. Oh, a little, really? A little bit cooked. You know what I mean? Wow. You know, like those onions they serve you on the side, like as a salad, yeah, yeah, like salad. And- yeah. yeah. It's dude, dude, guys, that's the scariest. That's what I was scared of always. Like, I was like, you know, I'll probably recover. I'm recovering, thankfully, you know, all, all blessings to God. But um, what I was always scared of this test, taste and smell, because I have a really strong taste and smell buds, but it's scary now because it takes about three weeks to up to three to four months to get that back. And life without taste and smell, man, it's not, I don't know. It's, uh, it's not a deal. It's depressing. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So not all, the, all those, all that col- cologne collection, all for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my sweet mates collection, but yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I know it sucks, man. So, no, I mean, look, fair. it's not at least other, other, like I'm being like, I'm very privileged, man. Like I got this whole room food to my door. It's all good. People get hospitalized for this. So, you know, I'm not complaining, but, um, but it yeah. does suck. Huh? It, it just does sucks, suck, right? Yeah. I should have yeah. gotten the booster shot, honestly. I should have gotten it. I don't know why I didn't get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got the flu shot. It's, again, fully vaccinated. But Dude, I from people that I've heard got the booster, I've heard really, really bad reviews. What do you mean? Like, like one of my uncles works at Kaiser, and he was telling me he got the booster. Like, his boss got the booster, and so he felt like, oh, shoot, he got the booster, so I need to get the booster. And so he went ahead and got it. And, man, I talked to him about, I want to say, like, three weeks after he got the booster. And he was like out of it still, dude. He said that he does, he can't like, he doesn't feel motivation to do anything. He wakes up, he goes to work and he just feels fatigued through the day. And I'm telling you, dude, if you meet this, I think you've met him before, but you probably don't remember, but he's like a super uppity guy. He's always like in the conversation. He's a jokester of the family. And like for him to like, look like that and feel that type of fatigue. I just, I don't know, man. That was like, that was too much. So he was fully vaccinated. He got his booster shot. Correct. And then he has been feeling sick, fatigued for three weeks after that. Yeah, for three weeks. I haven't talked to him since. Okay. But um, but three weeks after, I mean, that's a pretty grand amount of time, right? Yeah, three that weeks. sounds unusual. Maybe, are you sure it's not a personal issue? Maybe he's messing up a workout or something. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> he's not. in his fifties. He doesn't work out. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, that, I mean, I'm sure isolated reactions happen to this type of stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, if you want to, I know you love food and I know you, you, you know, you can't, you probably wouldn't, if you were me, you would be like kind of punching the wall or something. So I would recommend to get the booster, bro, because I know it sucks. It's annoying, right? Because we're healthy and we're young and we're, you know, God willing, able to recover from these infections faster. But I feel like if you value your sense of taste and don't want to take the risk, because I know, bro, a lot of my friends have still not gotten their senses of taste and smell back from COVID. And that's scary to me. So I if I were you, man, I would I would get the booster ASAP because who knows what might happen. <laughs> I'm just saying no, I don't want to scare booster, you. Into I know I'm not getting it though, man. I'm just not. I'm not. 
I got Vax, man. Like, I'm not going. Well, you got fully cycle. Pfizer, right? You got fully. Vaccinated. Yeah, Pfizer. Okay. Va- yeah, I'm good. But I just, I don't want to. I don't want to continuously get this booster Vax. I just, I don't like it. I don't want to do this continuously. It just, it's repetitive. Right. Eventually, we're gonna have to live with it. And so, you know, I'm, I'm protecting my. I got it because you know I've, my dad has heart risk. You know, I have other families that are elder members, and you know they have mm-hmm. bad risk too. And that's why I did it, right? Not for myself, but for them. But to continuously go into the cycle, it just, I don't know. I can't, I don't dig it. It's your choice, but hey, knock on wood, man. Knock on, this Omicron variant is scary because it's, uh, it's spreading three to six more times more than the Delta variant. And I think it's going to continue to get worse, right? Because yeah, the, the virus, Delta was what, three times faster than the regular well, that's COVID, That's the right? way these infections work because the more they mutate, the more infectious they become. <laughs> Dude, it's ridiculous, man. What, what do you, you mean? It's just, it's so crazy to me, dude. That laugh. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Dude, it's just crazy to me how, I don't know, man. Like, like obviously the people that are vaxxed, you know, they, they're the ones that have to get the, the COVID to get COVID right in order for COVID to mutate and like learn, uh, like learn against the vaccine. Right. And then it goes no, ahead no, no, and spreads. No, 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 no. So you're oh, no, 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 no. So no, no, okay. not 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 fully. It's not spreading. It's spreading. The the virus spreads independently and affects bodies. If your body has the vaccine, it's much right. more better protected against it. You right, but doesn't not, it learn based on that? No, 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 no. It's not learning based on your. The virus is inhibited if you have antibodies, which you get as a result of the vaccine. You can develop the antibodies if you have COVID. So now I have COVID antibodies. Uh, so no, so they are, COVID is mutating. It doesn't care what type of body you are. It's just mutating. If you have a vaccine, you are likely to get less symptoms and recover faster, but right. Yeah. But in, in order, like for it to mutate, right. And become more deadly, if, if you will, mm-hmm. doesn't it, shouldn't it no, know just spread really? body to body. That's how it mutates. It doesn't matter if you're vax or not vax. It just mutates based on the amount of bodies it touches. The more bodies it gets, that's it mutates faster and there's more variants oh gotcha okay. as far as i know not all so it doesn't mutate in a way like hey i'm i'm gonna become more fatal that's not the approach it goes right. for it mutates in random ways that's what a mutation is it's random so some mutations can be exactly. bad for covid as well so pretty much it, it can oh, kill itself gotcha. like it'd be a virus okay but the ones that do succeed like the delta variant that, that's a good mutation for the virus because exactly. it's able to spread more gotcha okay exactly all right yeah. Oh, I misunderstood. Well, uh, so check this out. So have you guys read, uh, I haven't read the book, but I know what it's based on. Moore's Laws. Got it. Yeah, sure. Okay. So I, I don't know. I book, just, compl- but I'm familiar. Of course. Yeah. So I just thought it was kind of funny. Like, I don't know. I kind of related it to how, how um, the receptors, how they duplicate, right? Every two years and they become twice. And then, and I was thinking of like how the vaccine kind of like becomes twice as deadly each mutation. And yeah. I, I know it doesn't really relate, but I was thinking of that in that way. That's why I laughed. It's like technology and how that's multiplying so quickly. They're also there, you know, lately there's been saying Moore's, Moore's law is going to die because. Oh, really? Um, well, that's what they're saying right now. It hasn't it Who's kind they? of almost has like you know, just people in the industry, the computer industry, okay. because the, by the way, if you don't know what Moore's law is, um, Ibrahim, it's pretty much every two year uh, transistor sizes double for uh, computer processors. Say, say it uh, one more time. So transistors. So, our processors and computers like cpus mm-hmm. like you know your intel cpu your your chip in your uh, right. iphone right all that all those have transistors in them they have like billions of transistors and mm-hmm. moore's law from like 19 i think it was like 40 
it's pretty much been, or 50s, it's pretty much been every two years, the transistor, uh, amount of transistors in, in, in a chip doubles. Um, so th that's been doubling and it's still continuing, but because as the chip gets smaller and smaller right now, our chips are, are, are uh, or the distance between the transistors is mm -hmm. at three nanometers. That's like the lowest ones, like three nanometers. I don't know how to uh, like tell you guys how small that is, but ridiculous. It, yeah. Beyond, so people are saying, we don't know yet, but people are saying getting under like one nanometer after it's going to be kind of physically impossible for us right wow. now with the current technology. So that's why they're saying Moore's law might be dead in a few years, but you know, we don't know. Wait, so question. So, I mean, obviously if it doubles, right. Technology become, it, it becomes faster. Right. Mm -hmm. And so doesn't, won't technology be more abundant in order to like, kind of, or it like, are, are you saying it won't catch up? Like technology won't catch up in order for, for that? No, no, no. I'm just Does saying it's not going to double every year. That Every two years. It's not gonna so we're double. just going to plateau then? We're going to, we might plateau or we might just go in like a linear fashion rather than doubling. That's what they're saying. So it's like, it, oh, it, wow. it, it, it won't be at an expect, like a doubling rate every two years. Gotcha. But, so how, but, how is that going to affect our advancement or? Advancement might slow down after a certain point, or we might just find new technologies like quantum computing and stuff like that, that oh, okay. can even uh, better exponentially. That's interesting. Technology. Yeah. Wow. So we're really close then, right? For it to be under. Well, so right now, right now we don't have any technology to get it under. I think it's, it's either one nanometer or a little less than that. I don't think we have that technology yet, but uh, I mean, technology like every year that, you know, they said like before three nanometers is not going to be possible. And right now we have three nanometers and, you know, it, okay. everybody's been proven wrong. So <clears throat> oh, that's a trip. All right, let's, uh, let's jump into Kiyomo. Chris Cuomo. Yeah. Um, so Chris Cuomo, I'm reading this from the New York times, uh, quote, the Chris Cuomo was suspended on Tuesday. So last Tuesday after testimony and text messages released by the New York attorney general revealed the more int intimate and engaged role in his brother's political affairs. And the network said it had previously known. And since then he's been fired from CNN. Um, also, a prominent employment lawyer informed CNN of a client with an allegation of sexual misconduct against Chris Cuomo. And then uh, in a statement, CNN said that they had enough information to immediately release him. And so Chris Cuomo no longer works at CNN. Also, Sirius XM, where he had an audio show, uh, they asked him to resign. And so he left that as well today. And uh, so he doesn't have any... He's unemployed currently, so he does not have a job, uh, not at CNN, not Nobody at SiriusXM. I mean, yeah, he's a wealthy guy, uh, comes from a wealthy family. But so, what are you guys' thoughts? I mean, you want me to go? Or, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Go, Matt. Okay, so look, we're talking about this, right? And it's a big predicament because obviously, what his brother did was not okay, right? That's like, it's not just, it's not moral, it's not. There's nothing okay about it. Um, in terms of, you know, wait, so wait, Andrew is the brother, right? And Chris is the CNN reporter. Yep. Andrew is okay. the governor, ex-governor of yeah. New York. Chris is the right. Senator. Okay. So in terms of Chris Cuomo, so I think of it like this, like there's a moral hierarchy, right? So there's, um, there's a philosopher named Kohlberg and he created this moral hierarchy. And at the top, it's a principle. 
Okay. And the next is a social contract where, you know, what social contract really is, is, you know, everybody gets together and they kind of adhere to these set rules or standards to society. Right. And so according to like the social contract, like Chris Kiyomo should have said, no, like Andrew, you're wrong. Like I'm not going to help you out. Right. But in terms of the principle, like it's his brother. And, you know, unfortunately it sucks that, that, that he's put in that predicament because it is his brother. And I'm sure there's a lot of love and like admiration, right. Growing up with him. Um, Andrew's older, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. So, so you're looking up to your older brother, right. You have 40, 45 years, 50 years under your belt and you realize, you know, damn, my brother made this like fat mistake and you know, maybe it's not okay, but he is my brother. What's the right thing to do. And, and you don't know, we don't know what was going on through Chris Kiyomo's head. Right. And I, I, I'm fairly certain he's, I mean, I don't know the guy, right. But I'm sure he has a decent heart and he's probably thinking like, this sucks. Like I, I, you know, I feel bad for the victim and this and that, but this is also my brother and I'm going to try to help him, you know, try to bob and weave through the madness of it all. And so personally, I don't, I was thinking of, I was thinking like, what if it was my brother like doing this and I don't have a brother, right? I have sisters, but um, you know, thinking about it, I, I, I would have their back. Like it the, sucks, but I would have their back. The problem though, is sure you'd have their back, but what allegedly what Chris Cuomo was doing was he was trying to do opposition research on the victims of Andrew Cuomo to try to discredit them, to try to find dirt on them and discredit them in a way. And so, Oh, well, I didn't read that. Trying, yeah. So he was allegedly at least on one victim, according to this investigation, he was trying mm-hmm. to uh, find some dirt on them. And I think he was texting someone saying, Hey, I'm on it looking into this person uh, or whichever story didn't align up. They wanted to kind of, I guess his, his intent was to defame one of the victims internally through working his news sources. Not, I mean, he couldn't say anything about it, but he would work some of his friends in other news places or something like that. But that was kind of one of the reasons why. And he told CNN he never did that. Um, gotcha. He maintains he never did that, but that's why he think I believe. Uh, yeah, I thought it was it was just him trying to, no? Like trying to prove his, not brother's innocence, right? But no, no, it wasn't just that. Well, CNN now fired him because, again, the New York uh, Attorney General who's investigating the whole Cuomo thing. Yeah. Uh, they, according to new testimony and text messages, they revealed that he was much more engaged in his political network. So Chris Cuomo, gotcha. you know, had the show on CNN and his brother was governor and he was kind of involved in like political meetings and talking about how to like just like his PR effort through yeah, this yeah. crisis. And when you have a show where you speak to people about publicly, you know, you, you, I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but I understand it's his brother, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. And also the new sexual misconduct allegation against him, CNN. That's what I was, yeah. So that's what I was talking about. This sexual. Mis- of, no, but that's yeah. against Chris as well. So there was a new. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So that's what I was. Okay. Uh, I didn't read that either. So oh, a lawyer, an employment lawyer informed CNN that her client, and she remains anonymous, the, her client, yeah. uh, had a sexual misconduct allegation. Apparently, all we know about this uh, uh, accuser is that she is a junior colleague from another network, and the matter is unrelated to Chris, uh, Andrew Cuomo. So yeah, so Chris Cuomo, was, and then CNN said on Wednesday, that's it, or Tuesday, that's it, and they fired him. And so... So I don't know about the whole uh, sexual misconduct because I'm sure they're going to go to court and they're going to have to prove all that, right? But in terms of um, him, uh, I feel like 
it's fine if he didn't talk about his brother, right? Like on the show, he doesn't speak about his brother because, you know, he's family and he he doesn't want to talk bad about him. That's fine with me. But trying to find uh, the victims of his brother and trying to like derail them, that is not a good look in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know if he was trying to find them, but from what I've read, uh, again, I'm going to work. We put every single uh, source on our show notes so you can also look at this, but he was trying to find some opposition research on at least one of the victims. I believe that's like a confirmed report. Um, and, and also, um, what the thing is, though, Jenish, Chris has talked about Andrew Cuomo when it was convenient for him. So back a year and a half ago when the pandemic started right in March, uh, Andrew Cuomo was governor of New York and New York was going through a lot of stuff COVID wise. And Chris would had Chris would have Andrew on. Uh, you know, almost every single week and they would joke around, you know, they would put up pics of their childhood and kind of tease each other. Uh, and it was really good for the ratings people because people thought at the time, Andrew Cuomo was doing a really good job of stopping COVID in New York. Turned out, you know, he actually ended up doing some shady stuff with the nursing home deaths that occurred in the state. But nonetheless, that news wasn't out there at the time, at least for the first month or two months. And then Chris would continue to have him on the show, continue, continue. And when all the sexual misconduct allegations against Andrew Cuomo came up, uh, Chris stopped covering his brother and said, oh, I obviously can't cover it because it's my brother. But when the good stuff was happening to his brother, he was covering him. He was giving him all this free press on his show. And so when it was and he refused to ask him about the nursing home deaths, like it was softball questions. And he's had this access to his brother his entire career. Right. He's done these interviews with him. And that to me just doesn't feel right. When people were dying, they were joking about their childhood. It's not a good look. It's all honestly disgusting. Like you said, man, I'm sure Chris, you know, deep down in his heart is a decent guy. Their father was a good man who I respect for Mario Cuomo, who was also the governor of New York back in the day. But, uh, you know, from what I've read, Andrew Cuomo is just not a good guy. He's a bully. He's like the Democrat version of Donald Trump, uh, like seriously. And, uh, you know, Chris, this new sexual misconduct stuff about him, I, th- I believe, was like the uh, factor that led CNN to get rid of him. But again, CNN just let him cover this. They didn't do anything about it in March, like a year and a half ago when the ratings were high. They let him have, you know, they let Chris have Andrew on the show, give him these softball questions, joke around while other thousands of New Yorkers were dying, which is I will never forgive the Cuomos for that. So and they never apologized for that. I don't even think they realized what they did was wrong. So I think as we've covered like a thousand times now, it's just the media, right? It's just it's all for clicks. It's all for views, man. They don't care. And it just we continue to fall further and further into their you know, their abyss into their hole and to, you know, just listen to what they say and not and, and take it as, you know, purely face value rather than, you know, being able to move through the information and find what we think is truly right and wrong. And it's yeah. all it's all just adds up. Right. I feel like this is such a bad look for CNN, um, especially, you know, like I, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Chris Cuomo is like one of the biggest shows with uh, Cooperson and Lemon, right? Uh, no, he usually. had the highest. Yeah, Chris had the highest rated show at CNN. Exactly. So now they just have a gap for that show, and it kind of just it. I mean, CNN's already kind of gained a bad reputation, and now along with this whole uh, scandal, their whole journalism uh, reputation is just down the drain. I feel like. What's the uh, the the C the ex CEO of Fox? What's his name? The one that had that huge sexual assault Roger scandal. Roger Ailes. 
Talk Roger about, talking about a host, so Bill O'Reilly, the TV show host, Bill O'Reilly was the one. O'Reilly, no, it wasn't the host. It was the actual CEO. So Roger Ailes was the guy, the CEO. You're that's the one. Okay, yeah, yeah the morning show, right? That's about him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. it's not about so, him, but it's based off of like similar well, stories. Yeah, I mean, you know what is? There's a movie out about him though. There's a movie uh, with uh, Margot Robbie and uh, Charlize Theron and Nicole Kidman. Uh, you know what I'm referring to? Oh, yeah. I've watched that movie. I don't know what yeah. it's called. So though. that's but the yeah. one that's directly by Roger Ailes. But The Morning Show is kind of similar to a lot of stories. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's, it's a pattern, though, man, of these powerful men taking advantage of women, taking advantage of their positions of power, power and misleading the public at the same time and not feeling any sense of responsibility. They're denying everything. And so, you know, it's I don't know. It's sad. But CNN should have... St- should have stopped Chris Cuomo from interviewing his brother, a journalist. You know, it's clearly a conflict of interest. If you're interviewing your brother, I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to actually ask them hardball questions or ask them questions that you're supposed to, you're going to make it easy for them because you can't help yourself. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I, I think it, it, it should have, the CNN should have stopped his coverage for both the good and the bad. So just not cover his brother at all. Exactly. You shouldn't, but, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have conflated, right? Family and business, kind of like the typical exactly. thing. Let, let the other, other hosts talk about uh, Andrew Cuomo, you know, don't, don't let Chris talk about him. So yeah. that's, that's the policy they eventually adopted when the bad stuff started happening. So again, like uh, it was all too convenient for them. And uh, I believe this new change, the firing of Chris Cuomo, uh, CNN is getting new uh, management. Uh, the, the CEO, Jeff Zucker is leaving. And so that, that probably has something to do with it as well. Uh, yeah, the and, ratings are hurting and they want to do something about it. Yeah. Well, then it's, I believe general, that, man. I don't, I don't believe anything. They should do real journalism and maybe the ratings might go up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I agree with you that this does not look good for them. This is a terrible look. There's the highly rated show on CNN and this is what happens. But uh, I think CNN does do some good work. Again, I don't know what's, since Trump, they've clearly, you know, chosen a side and that side is, uh, you know, very clear to the audience. Uh, they're not what they used to be. I don't think they're objective anymore. You can kind of see the tone in their journalists and their news anchors. They're kind of like they always make sure to express their opinion, whereas as journalists, they're supposed to give the news right without any opinions, just the hard facts. But again, that doesn't get the clicks and the ratings. And so they have to make a business decision as well. So. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. Well, I think I think what's most annoying about what you just said is like journalism. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think majority of people have always considered journalism not as like a monetary, you know, very rewarding career, but it's a very honorable and noble career, right? Because you're reporting, you know, what's going on around the world. And so, you know, people like you and I can go ahead and have these discussions and have our own opinions. Um, except that it's all opinion based now, right? It's, I mean, you have some, some actual core valuable information and the rest is, you know, fluff to get the ratings up. And that's extremely frustrating. I think the power can get to you to the power aspect, like maybe a journal journalist who's, you know, like a lot of these underground, underground journalists, they're very honest. They're super factual about the information they report. And then once they rise up, they get, you know, start being more mainstream. They have to be, they have to kind of have, um, you know, um, uh, you know, be, you know, cater towards a certain crowd. Right. Right. And when, when you have to cater towards a, a certain crowd, you know, you don't want to feed them information they don't like, or 
that and it's very much, niche right ex exactly yeah and, yeah and it's just you can't and you can't you know report what's the truth you have to report what the crowd wants to hear and that's what mainstream media has become and i mean that's like like trust me like you know if, if someone's watching fox news or someone's watching cnn um they don't they don't want to hear the opposition side and that's just the sad reality right now nobody wants to hear the opposition's uh, view even if they have a good view and um if, if a journalist reports on like the opposite you know some something that their side doesn't agree with and it's going to be bad for the ratings there's a new show that i've been watching a lot succession have you guys heard of that yeah no I've have you seen it that. oh wow you guys so it's it's about this family it's kind of based off the murdoch family which owns uh fox news but it's I, it's loosely based but it's it's just about this guy logan roy who owns this really big media conglomerate company and it's right wing but like it's interesting to see how he influences the news and he takes he editorializes it and at the end of the day like if he wants the news to be a certain way or to take a certain stance he can definitely do that because he owns it and so it's about like his life and how he plans to you know give his company to his kids but they're not qualified or competent yet but it just as you guys were talking about it it made me uh you know kind of think about that but he he says like there is no such thing as news it's uh, the job he believes his company has is to give the people what they want to listen and hear. And that's doing a disservice, obviously, Definitely. to what journalism is supposed to be. 100%, yeah. man. You know, Jeff 100%. Zucker came to my class, the CNN CEO, two years ago. Really? My journalism class. That's pretty And sweet. he was actually bragging about the business of CNN. He was bragging about how CNN makes so much money. And uh, he was kind of, you know, bagging on Fox News. I mean, that's fine. You know, you can bag on Fox News. He wasn't, he well, refused to call I mean, Fox come on. News. Yeah, I mean, he refused to call Fox News News. He, he would call it Fox. He said that they didn't deserve the title to be called News. I agree with him on that. Fox News is terrible too, just like CNN has now become. But uh, my point was that he was kind of uh, talking about the, the business fundamentals of CNN and how it was poised for success. And, uh, you know, people question him on kind of the journalistic integrity of CNN. And they said that, you know, they, he doesn't re he doesn't think that CNN is biased at all. This was two years ago, back in 2019. So uh, that was a stance. And he was really proud of his accomplishment. <laughs> Fair. I mean, it's an accomplishment to be but, CEO of that company. right? Yeah, but like it, it like he kind of came off as one arrogant with all I, I will oh. say. I don't want to speak behind his back, but listen, it came off <laughs> kind of as arrogant and like. I didn't like the fact that he was bragging about a news company uh, for his business fundamentals. You know, it shouldn't Fair. be about that, but that's, it's right. human psychology. News has to be about that because it's as the Logan Roy from succession says, right? News is what about what people want to hear and listen, and you just have to give it to them. So it's sad, but that's a sad, uh, sad state of news. I would say around the world, not just in America. 100%. Yeah. I, th I think like the dilemma with, with, that so my whole dilemma with what you said that he was bagging on fox like go ahead like you can say what you want right but i mean if you know anything about human psychology when you're like bagging on your competitor or like you know discrediting your competitor you don't necessarily look good like that's like the number one tactic in sales actually like they tell you you know you'll sometimes you'll hear like sleazy sales guys and say dude these guys no they're like they're gonna charge you 60 percent more than price i'm gonna charge you and stuff like that right and then end up weaseling their way into the deal but like to be an actual honorable ethical like salesman or, you know, trying to get your product out there, which obviously CNN is a product, right? Um, 
bagging on your competitor is like, it's a tell that you're kind of insecure about your product. You can't say why your product is really better. Right. So dude, I think that was a sleazy move. That's so true. Cause I noticed that about him because yeah. you know, um, Fox does get, uh, a lot of views. I think they're getting more ratings in CNN now because it makes sense. Cause now they're now Fox is doing actual journalism now that Trump is not president and it kind of reverses, you know, like, uh, CNN was kind of giving Biden softball questions. Now they're, you know, amping it up and kind of going back to what they used to be. But you're right. He was definitely insecure about Fox's success. He didn't really have an answer for it. But yeah. Here we go. All right. Um, let's talk about the Michigan dilemma. Oh, yeah. So moving on from one sad news to another. Um, <laughs> if you guys haven't heard, there was a shooting in Michigan in a high school um and this is kind of crazy um it was a 15 year old student named uh xander cumby i believe let me just get his name right um but he deserves it but yeah yeah no i'm sorry ethan crumbly sorry ethan, right yeah, yeah yeah sorry about that ethan crumbly so this is oxford high school uh let me just set the stage oxford high school ethan crumbly a student walks into the bathroom with his backpack comes out with a pistol and just shoots four students and thankfully uh police come and take him down um before all this happened this is the crazy stuff right here so let's get into this um his dad bought a gun for him a week ago um after that he posted on his instagram and i just want to pull this up really quick just to show you guys he posted this on instagram and no one kind of took notice i guess um, but he posted on Instagram a photo of his gun and he said, just got my new beauty today, Sig Sauer 9mm with a hard eyes emoji. So first of all, I think it should be a big red flag if a 15 year old kid posts his gun on Instagram. And I don't know if, you know, maybe his friends, family following him on Instagram, but somebody should have noticed this. More so uh, later on in class, like later on that Monday, the professors uh, or the teachers found a uh, drawings of him pretty much shooting people so it was just like a pistol and shooting uh, like students i guess and there was like blood on it and those types of drawings and i don't know I, I guess they tried to contact the parents but nothing really happened with that um uh with that painting and or with that drawing and i feel like that should have been another big red flag there's just so many red flags and then there's also some other text messages where he, he was sending kind of threats to people and saying he's going to he's going to do something crazy and then the shooting happened and, and uh, every four people died um four students died they were all young and um i guess the whole takeaway is first of all everybody's asking right now about the parents right well, what were the parents doing why why did this kid have a gun on him the parents have said nothing so far they've uh, they've been arrested with a $500,000 bond and they're going to hopefully you know go to trial and something gets sorted out there but th they have said nothing Wait, um i have two quick questions one mm -hmm. you said th so the parents bought a gun for him or for themselves so we don't know yet this is a thing because they haven't put out any statements we just okay. know that the dad purchased the gun that's all so we the know. dad just purchased a gun the okay. dad purchased the gun we don't know if he gave uh -huh. it to him of the and Ethan, you know, stole it from the, uh, uh, you know, wherever he carbon box or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. We, we don't know because mm -hmm. the parents haven't made a, uh, any, you know, formal statements mm -hmm. yet. My other question was, 
I read somewhere that he was impersonating to be a sheriff. Is that correct? Like he was impersonating and like what gave way the students had told him that he was a shooter was when he said bro accidentally or something like that. I read that somewhere. Um, like he was impersonating a sheriff and that's how he kind of like gained entry into different classrooms. I could be wrong, but is that, does that sound correct? Well, I don't, I don't really have information on that. The only thing I do know is like I said earlier that he went into a bathroom and came out with a gun and that's where some students saw him. And he, uh, so we know that the gun was in his backpack because he went into a bathroom with a backpack, came out with a gun, so left his backpack, presumably in the bathroom. And, um, Pretty much everybody just ran. Uh, they heard t- uh, gunshots in the classrooms and stuff, and everybody just ran. Called nine one one. Police arrived, and uh, the police actually did some. Uh, I don't know how the, the police still have to make a statement about this, but they took him down and you know saved lives. Um, so the right now, th- what everybody's trying to figure out is what were the parents thinking. The other report about the parents is that they were actually hiding somewhere in Detroit. So after this whole thing came with um with uh, ethan they were hiding somewhere in detroit in a warehouse or something and they all, there was also a text message on his phone from his mom that said don't do it so we don't know if the parents knew oh that God. he was going to do this or not what yeah so uh, I, here i'll say at 1 p.m jennifer Carmley texted her son ethan don't do it according to prosecutors um so I just want to know. This is this is insane to me. And you know, I know. Whenever this stuff comes up, we always talk about gun laws and how gun laws. At, at this point, I'm just disappointed. Like, I, I don't even know if anything's going to change with gun laws. But he, in terms of just parenting yeah. and like parents, this is kind of crazy to me. I mean, he had apparently. I just read this. He had seven rounds of ammunition on him when he was arrested. So yeah, he he had a full. He, he yeah, that's correct. He didn't. Uh, completely use all of his rounds yeah and it was because of tate meyer right the the so tate meyer was this i think 16 year old high school football student who saved sacrificed his life kind of and tackled him and yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. did he yeah. unarm him like how did that work um i'm not sure actually i'm sure um i know there, there was reports of him saying that he saved lives that, that wow. was, that's for sure so but, he could have uh, killed more people had it not been for tate meyer who you know just sacrifice his life for to protect other students essentially wow yeah i I don't i'm not too sure about this football player but i know the the police did um come in and kind of disarm everyone but yeah and this shooter is still alive or did he die in the no he's still alive he's 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 charged for murder homicide all that stuff as he should yeah they're trying to um prime as an adult as well which fair yeah how old is he he was 15. 15 He's 15. 15 years old. And yeah. You the know, mom said, don't do it. Yeah, that, that was kind of weird, in my opinion. That's super weird. I mean, and the because... fact that they would try to hide after this happened, right? If you have nothing to fear, you don't yeah. hide, right? I mean, like, so they clearly... I believe I believe they're not saying anything right now for legal reasons, right? Like, they're going to consult a lawyer. Right. I mean, that's their right to remain silent. Okay. Yeah. Why but... would they bring a gun into a house... Like if your mom is texting you, don't shoot up a school. You clearly no, so, have. So he didn't say don't shoot up a school. She just said don't do it. Don't That's... do it. I mean, obviously that. I mean, come on. Who are we kidding yeah. here? Like that. What else could that mean, right? That's, I, mean, I mean, maybe. But but the thing is, why do they bring a gun into a home with a person who could have, you know, 
been not in the right mental state, right? It's also Michigan, right? What does that mean? <laughs> Michigan. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know <laughs> how, I, I'm, how I'm thinking what about is it Michigan? is like, Michigan is known as like, a, it's like a swing state usually, right? Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there's more red than blue. And I mean, pr- red determines pro gun. And look, there's no, I, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. But listen, <laughs> I, maybe regardless, my issue is like, okay, I come from like a really pro gun background and family, right? And so the dilemma is like, I, I've been around guns all my life, right? Obviously, I mean, I'm not a, you know, nut job or whatever. And, you know, my cousins haven't been and my family hasn't been. But the thing is like, I've had cousins, you know, shoot 50 cows before, right? And like, that's like, a, that's like a norm in my family. You know, sometimes they'll, they'll post a gun of sh- them shooting in, in like the desert or whatever and nothing. And so like the posting of the gun on Instagram isn't like a shock to me. And I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily think of it as a red flag. I mean, if a but kid is 15, drawing though, pictures, but he's 15. No, yeah, my cousins, I mean, come on, dude. Really? Like, you don't yes. use a red flag? Oh, no, man. not necessarily. I mean, my, if, if you come from a pro gun family, you'll understand, right? But, but if what you did don't, he, you don't. But the caption, can you read the caption again that he put for this? For this? He said, just, just got my black a, beauty. Just, yeah, just right? got, no, oh. just got my beauty today. Sig Sawyer. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing the gun wrong, but it says Sig Sawyer nine millimeter with the hard eye emoji. <laughs> okay. I thought you said just in time for some, I thought, I thought, you, I thought you read like, no, it's just, just like, he gun, just got just the gun. Time for he's just got his gun. Yeah. So like, that's and, not the red flag. I think the biggest red flag comes from like, you guys were saying the parenting aspect, right? Like I feel if your kid is a school shooter, there's something wrong. Right. And there should have been predeterminations of something being wrong in your son. Wait, and so like in my, go ahead. I think there's another red flag with the drawings. Cause on the, no, yeah. The, I was going to say that as yeah, well, yeah. that combination, right. Posting a gun and then a drawing you know, a week the, later of it. That's a big quick, red flag. The teachers actually informed the mom of the uh, <clears throat> drawings. She said, is there anything going on? But the, I don't know. The mom didn't respond or. Just, yeah. You know. See. And then she, see, he also, yeah. he also, um, the illustration showed like a semi-automatic handgun, like shooting people. And it was like blood everywhere. And then there were like words like my life is useless. The world is dead. Stuff like that. Like, yeah, see, that's just bizarre. Like, I mean, okay. Combination of those two. I understand it's a red flag Instagram by itself. I wouldn't say it's a red flag, but combination. Yeah. And like, even regardless of that, man. Right. I mean, there has to be pivotal points in, in somebody's life where, you know, they feel like he said, I'm useless or regardless. And, and like, I don't know if you're a decent parent and you're involved in your kid's life. Right you would kind of be aware that, hey, maybe my son's not happy. Hey, maybe my son this or that or regardless, right? And maybe take him to a psychologist or, you know, put him, I, I don't believe in medicating people in that way, but hey, maybe he needs some medication to cool down, a, you know, a bit, you know, stop your brain from moving so fast and, you know, life's pretty good actually, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think like the, it's a whole parenting aspect, right? I mean, when you're a kid and you have pivotal things that happen because life happens, right? As a parent, you should understand, hey, my kid hasn't had these experiences yet. My kid hasn't had this thought process yet or, you know, whatever it may be. Maybe I should get him the help to talk to somebody like that can, you know, maybe hinder this. So eventually something bad doesn't happen, regardless if it's a school shooting or him doing drugs or whatever it may be, right? You don't want your kid to be on a bad path. And so that's, that's my interpretation. That's my perspective, at least. 
I so I I disagree with you in uh I completely agree with the parenting aspect, but mm-hmm. I don't think a 15-year-old has any business carrying a firearm. So I just uh research not carrying one. I didn't say carrying, by the care, way. Or even like so even holding or even or even like so so in Michigan, uh, a person under the age of 18. Um, I'm reading this from the whatever the Michigan law is. In Michigan, a person under the age of under the age of 18 generally may not possess a firearm in public except under the direct supervision of an adult 18 years of age or older and so uh he could have the shooter you know possessed the gun in his house with the supervision of his parents but i don't think a 15 year old has any business holding a 15 uh, a gun regardless of how mature they might be especially when we know that male minds don't fully mature until they're 25. I'm not saying you should wait until 25 or something, but I don't think a 15 year old kid has any business even holding a gun or even being in the presence of a gun. So the parents made, that was, I think the first fatal decision. Um, And it just doesn't make any sense to me why a 15 year old needs to even hold a gun or practice. It's fun. Risky. It's fun, but what, like, it's it's you have, to, you have to come from the family. A lot of you things have to in life understand the culture. I think no, I think it's, but a lot of things. Yeah, in life you gotta trust fun. me. I think a it's pistol, fine though. I, no. Hunting, if he was going hunting and parents are showing him, you know, fine. But a pistol, there's no really no need for a 15 year old. Yeah, I mean, you go target practice, man. You yeah, know, you I, could use a gun at target, but even yeah. well, why a house? Why do you need to hold a gun or possess a gun in a house? Well, look, or look. This what, is how I perceive it, right? Let's just say the dad bought the gun for his kid, right? I don't think the dad should let the kid have it in his room. I'm not saying that whatsoever. What I'm saying is, you know, if my dad say bought me a gun and you know, I'm happy, but I wouldn't go post on Instagram, but he went ahead and posted on Instagram. He was happy regardless. Right. And then you give it back to your parents and then they put it away. And when you go shooting, then you go shooting. I'm not saying to hold in your room and you have this possession of this mighty weapon, right. That can kill people. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for a kid to learn to shoot a gun. That's, that's my point. I think, um, no, I think, I think it's fine for the parents to have a, own a gun. And then like, you know, when they go, uh, to shoot, um, you know, they can give it to their children with, with, you know, proper safety precautions and stuff, because I mean, 15, you can, I mean, you're, I mean, I know you're not mature, but you're, you know, you're old enough to, you know, hold a gun, you know, go target practice or whatever. I, think I, I don't know. See, I don't know if you're old enough. Maybe you can target well, you can, practice. You can go hunting when you're 15, right? Yeah. That, sure. Okay. So what's the difference between hunting and target, target practice? practice? I'm not saying the parents didn't have the right <laughs> to. Absolutely. The parents can own a gun, but to have the gun in the presence where the kid can use it in the house. Well, that, that's the thing, though. The parents we also should, don't know, right? The we also parent, don't know. The, we don't know if the parents hid the gun somewhere somewhere, okay. and then, well, so, and then yeah, this so. guy found it out or something, or did they just give it to him and here, here take it to your room? Uh, Ethan and you can do whatever with it you know that's not know okay that. yeah, yeah that's, not, that's okay. not okay especially for a kid that obviously has you know a disorder or some sort to go ahead and think it's okay to shoot up his classmates that's quite disgusting if you ask me right um and I think there should have been like obvious underlying like p- points in his life where the parents should have realized you know something's not okay with my son and I want to get my son better so you know, he doesn't hurt himself or even worse, other people. That's the dilemma. I think it's on the parents. Obviously, it's on Ethan. He shouldn't have, I'm not going to cuss, but he should not have done that. But it's clearly the parents' dilemma as well. They have think, responsibility when you have a kid. I agree. And I think uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what the, the parents are going to say, um, especially for that one message uh, when she said, don't do it. 
because that yeah, that's that kind of implies that they might have known she was going to do it. You know, like, what is don't do it? Right. Is that, do you know that your kid's going to shoot up a school? Like, what? Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I'm all for guns, but I still, I just don't think you should have. 15-year-olds can even, like, should even, maybe in a safe place, they can hold the weapon and maybe safely target practice or hunt, but... I don't think they should be able to hold a gun, a 15-year-old again. I'm not saying adults, 15-year-old outside of those safe premises. I don't think they should have the right to do it because your brains are just not fully mature, in my opinion. I mean, you can drink alcohol until you're 21 legally in the United States, right? So what? In the U.S. In everywhere the, else. You're right. In the U.S. Know. What? Okay, 18. Even 18. Like, right. Even, no, 16. My point, yeah. man, is psychologically, our brains don't develop. <laughs> male, ba- male brains do not develop. Germany until- is 16, yeah. <laughs> male brains don't develop until 25. So, I mean. No, you're, you're absolutely right on that aspect. I just, I don't, I, I think, the, I think the, the like cultural difference with it, because I mean, I think being pro-gun is a very, there's a big cultural difference, right? Than being anti-gun and com- not coming from that type of family. Um, not understanding like the mechanics of how, you know, how, how it kind of works and, you know, the situational basis and all of that, I, I think is different. And I understand your point, not coming from that background. So, I mean, I get your opinion, dude, I get it, but um, that's just my perspective as well. Real quick, talking about pro-gun, did you guys see that uh, Republican, um, I don't think it was a governor or a House of Representative member who posted a Christmas photo with his family with all the guns? Did you guys see that? I did, and did all it, of them were holding like an AR-15 or something, and like a rifle. Dude, yeah. what is that? That was actually, that's actually cringe, man. I'm not gonna lie. Why would they that's, post that? That's actually just cringe. I'm not gonna. No, lie. they're trying to. I mean, again, again, they, he just wants to make a point, get attention, and he thinks it's oh, like right. he thinks he's like it's like a dunk. He's dunking on all the people who are uh, for Anti. gun control. What was so. that guy's name, by the way? I don't know, but I th- I saw so I saw Hassan Piker reacting to it. Uh, <laughs> But I know what you're talking about. I didn't think it was real at first, but it, it looks staged and like Photoshop, but it's real. It's like so. No, no, no. It's real. It's, it's real. so cringy that it's, it's real. It's a Republican uh, House of um, a GOP lawmaker, and his name is uh, Thomas Massey. That's his name. And on what, Twitter, what district does he represent? Like, what state is he? Uh, Kentucky. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, there you go. Like that makes sense. <laughs> no, but it's actually hilarious. Though. When you look at the photo, it's like I'm looking at her. There's like a Christmas tree in the back. And bro, there's like a little girl, like nine years old. And she's holding she's, like a Uzi. Like she's holding a Uzi. It's, it's actually, no, she is not. That's not legal. <laughs> no, I swear to God. I'm not I'm not even joking. Can you like, share your screen? Yeah. Can you share yeah, your screen real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll share <laughs> it. There's no way she's holding an Uzi, man. I'm not even, I'm not joking. <laughs> this is actually <laughs> insane to me. Um, Give me one second. Uh, <laughs> it actually doesn't make sense so it must be a ruger man you guys see this photo yeah wow no i yeah, saw that's it. on uzi yeah. but what is that then is that not a uzi no that's not an uzi like there's, there's, no, there's just no bunt stock there's no bunt stock on it and there's no extended um uh what's it called a barrel oh uh, okay yeah, I mean, it, it, it does. I mean, I understand your confusion. It Merry like Christmas, please, and that's Santa. Pretty hilarious. Bring ammo. Caption, please bring ammo, Santa. That's their Christmas uh, wishing, really. Oh, dude, you don't know why, though, man. Do you understand, dude? Oh, the ammo supply chain has really high, right? Ridiculously, dude. They yeah. used to be less than twenty cents a bullet. Right now, it's over a dollar a bullet. Like that's ridiculous. That's five times the price, right? That's insane. 
And so I think that's a honest, I think that's a funny caption. And I think that's an even funnier picture though. I don't know why they would post The picture, that. I did not believe that it was real when I first <laughs> that is saw ridiculous. it. Yeah, that is just ridiculous. Hey, I mean, if this is what makes them happy. Bro, <laughs> you know, that, that was like I mean, a... imagine getting this as your Christmas card, like Merry Christmas from my family to yours. I mean, there was, there was like a photo. It was like comparing this one. And then there was like all those Al, Al Qaeda members. And I was like, <laughs> oh wow. my God. It, was, it actually seems so similar because like, this is a family. <laughs> That's pretty comedic. Yeah, but Twitter's having a fun time with this one. That's pretty fun. Um, Spoiler alert. There's always... Wait, wait. There's always... Wait, wait, wait. There's always going to be another variant. Oh, what the... Okay. I don't know what that means, but... Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's just... It's crazy, man. Okay, that's pretty funny. Um, All right. Should we just move on to the last two real quick? Let's... Okay, let's do the spending, and I want to at the end. I want to talk about Matthew McConaughey, um, but the spending, the spending uh, bill. Go ahead, Ibram. You can like explain it if you'd like, or you want me to. Go ahead. You you can take. He's talking the Build Back Better plan, right? Yeah, the Build Back Better plan. Senators, yeah, rewriting or consider. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so it just got passed. So the Build Back Better plan is is a Biden initiative, and it just got passed by the House. Um, it's now in the Senate and it's kind of being, you know, renovated, not renovated, but reconstructed, um, as it is all the time, right? Every, every plan is usually reconstructed regardless if it's the house or the Senate or, um, at, at the end of the day, it's the president. Uh, but I think it's $2 trillion. Okay. That, that's the preface. It's a $2 trillion plan that's going to be paid for by, um, billionaires and high, high, uh, caliber millionaires, the top 0.02%. Um, but the businesses, they are going to take 15% worth of taxes uh, from their profits in order to pay for this $2 trillion plan. Um, and, and, you know, the plan, it's, it's a various amount of thing. It, it goes from climate change to Medicare to um, some educational aspects. And, you know, they're, they're all very high and honorable, uh, you know, things to, to pay for, right? But the problem is, my biggest dilemma is, I don't believe it's going to get done. That, that's just it. It just seems like every time they say they're going to build these nice infrastructure deals or these nice, you know, uh, deals to pay for certain things, it just doesn't become efficient. It doesn't become effective. And, you know, they say that they do it and they, they, you know, shoot out these percents and these numbers and these stats that look all high and dandy and nice. But at the end of the day, I don't really notice any difference. I don't know if you guys notice a difference in a lot of things, um, but it's just, it's, it's crazy to me how, the government just takes control how much it takes control of. And it's annoying to me. Um, you know, if, if they actually do get better education system for, you know, youngins, for the preschoolers that they said that they're going to help and, you know, um, maybe some better medical, you know, pharmaceutical prices because, you know, pharmaceutical companies are through the roof. They can charge however much they want to charge because they can make whatever drug they want to make without anybody saying anything. And so it, it, I understand that like, to drop down the price for those that aren't on Medicare or Medi-Cal uh, and that, are, that have a private um, healthcare, it's probably, you know, lucrative for, for everybody else. But I just don't like how it just seems like trillions of dollars are going out the door and everybody's just okay with it. What do you guys think? You already know, I disagree. So <laughs> the, so the 15% that uh, at least according to the white house's official website and the, how they, discuss the build back better plan the 15 percent tax refers to foreign profits of u.s corporations and biden got 136 countries to agree 
on this 15% global minimum tax number. And again, like we already minimum? know this minimum tax. Yeah. So oh God, companies, dude. companies like Amazon, this is not applying to small businesses, by the way, this is obviously because they're yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah. These mega companies, look, man, Amazon, they have all these creative ways of dodging, dodging taxes. We already know this, but Amazon didn't pay a single dime of corporate tax back in 2019. I believe it was one of the, one of the years. So I think it's right to make the big corporations. I mean, this is not, they're not, they're only paying on their foreign profits. So it's, it's not much to ask of these. So why not require the big corps to do something productive? They're not, what what productive thing are they going, they do pay, maybe create an an environmental initiative and go full fledged. That's not a bad idea. Why take the money and then do it yourself? Let them do it. No, they, I mean, companies are taking, so companies, a lot of big companies are doing stuff about their carbon footprint. They are trying to reduce right. it, but monetarily you need something on the government side to pay for things. We can't like, you know, like what to pay for things like, uh, Medicare to pay for things like, uh, yeah, but that's improved. not what the initiative is about. Right. The mission, I mean, the build back better about- plan is just, it's a total plan about how to, make america better it includes preschool make america great again <laughs> i knew you were going to say that i mean it, it's it's it incl- so the plan to rebuild the middle class that's how biden is branding it there are a lot of elements of it that are very necessary like uh the premium fixes to obamacare that's very necessary preschool education should be free universally i agree Fair. you know that's something that that, but that if it gets done, done right if it gets done it will i mean look the government come on does- man no, it's not. I, I will. No, no, no. Look, the government is. I mean, they have free, they have free lunches in all like this California schools. Yeah, now. like a lot of yeah. stuff. They got it done. So they got it done. Look, the government does get stuff done. They gave it's the the argument that the government can't accomplish anything is just it's just based on. Uh, I, I don't agree with I, that. I, I agree with Matt though. Like, I think it's inefficient. Yeah. It's inefficient and it takes right. a long time. That's what I think. That's what one of the points Matt's making, and I agree with that. But I do think the government has the power to get a lot of stuff done. But a lot of times it's very inefficient and it can take a time depending on what it is. Like, especially if it's re- related to like technology or something, the government's not very uh, experienced in, I guess. It takes a very long time. Look, I also think politicians take a lot of money. I genuinely believe that. What do you think? What do you mean? I think that they take a lot of our tax money and they pocket it. I mean, I think that's what happens. I think, you know, some stuff gets done, right? Or dude, check this out, right? So, I mean, I'm sure you've seen, I, I've talked about this before, the five freeway right here, right? How like it's taken like 12 years to get done. And like, even today, dude, so I, I, I'm passing by the street and there's like 45 dudes, they're, they're repaving a, a, a streetway, right? How does it take 45 guys and three machines to do that? Okay, so the government's now forking out cash to some of these general contractors to pay out these guys who don't really care because the government's just giving away everybody else's money. Okay, and that's not okay with me either. I think like, look, that, that's a little irrelevant, I guess, to this topic, but you get my point in, in, in saying this, right? Like taxes are taken away from the people, you know, facilitated through the government and then dispersed again. When the disbursement goes out, nobody really knows where the money, you know, how much money is being dispersed out. So some of it, I'm pretty positive out of $2 trillion is being pocketed. And, you know, some of these politicians are living fat and large and, you know, have power and control. And, you know, that's all a man really needs in this life, right? Money and power. And so, you know, why not do it again and again and again and again? 
until you know people catch on and there's anarchy <laughs> not all that but I'm, I'm just joking but yeah i mean there there definitely is a lot of corruption and there's a lot of, i i think more so than corruption the problem is waste because our government is so inefficient taxpayer yeah. money is often wasted and you could argue that is a type of public uh, i mean pub it's the violation of the public trust and they're you know just wasting away money and make trying to make uh and um, like maybe the contractors that the government works for don't take the government seriously or you know something but i mean no look i think a lot of this stuff will get will get done it, it's not that the government doesn't have the power it does have the power and does do stuff it takes longer it's inefficient but the, all the reforms in the build back better plan it's high time that they do it. They're, they're just now catching up. And I, it's fine if a bunch of wealthy and rich people are going to pay for it. I have no problem with that. So I'm happy this is, this is getting done. And I actually think the plan should be more bolder than, than what it is now, especially uh, pertaining to climate change. So, yeah. Maybe, but What'd you again, just like we're saying, it's inefficient. Um, I don't necessarily agree that the rich people should be paying for all this I'm a believer of equal opportunity, not equal outcome. Who's who else is gonna pay for it then? <laughs> Buddy, if they stop taking money and they stop being so high and mighty, maybe there what, would be enough money. But who's, There's a lot of money that's already being taken out of us. Yeah, you no, know, listen, listen. Money is like so. You're saying that a lot of politicians are pocketing money. I don't know if that's true. Maybe you know some people. Come on, man. Money. Who are we kidding? Like you said earlier, who are we kidding, dude? <laughs> who? I mean. I know I, yeah. I, I, I so I think you have a point, but it's much more nuanced than that. So a lot of these politicians, they take money from these big, you know, companies and to, you know, win elections that definitely happens, you know, on both sides of the aisle. Uh, and a lot of senators receive, they, you know, serve on boards of these companies, they get private consulting fees. I don't think, though, that there's a problem with the two trillion that people in government are stealing away money and that's depleting the funds. That's definitely not true in my opinion, at least waste. Is I think, there. I think it's much more like, yeah, like it's much more because it like, exactly. It's more like, Hey, um, the people in the government, maybe they uh, approve a contract with Lockheed Martin or some, you know, weapons company. And then the weapon company is like, you know, slipping money under the table, giving it to them. So that's why that's benefiting both of them. Stuff like that's happening. I, mean, I don't think they thing, just, though. It's the no, same no, yeah. thing. Yeah, I, yeah. In that way, it's similar, but I don't think they're just pocketing money, like, you know, going into the treasury and just like, yeah, transferring that's, money not, that's, account. that's, that's not how it. anything works. though, man, I mean, there's accounting, right? There's but there's very easy ways, just like you said, to get around accounting. I'm just making it a very easy way to understand that they take money. I mean, I don't think tons they're smart enough. They're as, I don't think they're as smart uh, to, you know. Oh, come no, on. I'm serious. I'm serious. Don't you don't have to be smart to do, to do that. Though. That's a thing, no, dude. No, no, no. You they're, don't have so, to be smart. They're not stealing. Look, look, I actually can tell you this. They're, nobody in government currently is directly stealing taxpayer money for their own personal benefit. They're using their power and their current role to personally enrich themselves, like through insider information by buying up stocks or, you know, making money from consulting fees or getting donations from private lobbyists or companies that all happens. It's not, but the, the problem is not that they're, uh, you know, defrauding the taxpayers from directly abusing the funds. I don't think that's, that's an issue. I, I you know, 
Maybe I'm wrong. You guys, you guys can disagree to agree, all right? You guys okay. can yeah. or agree to disagree. Sorry. This is no, man. I want you to agree with me, Ibrahim. Agree with me. This, <laughs> this is this is such a this is such a like a complicated issue to talk about, like tax policy and like the, the build back better plan in general. Like we can talk about it for hours, but I think we should actually talk about it with a guest uh, on that that kind of just walks us through tax policy. Maybe we should have a debate from the progressive side and the conservative side on what the tax policy of the United States should be. I think that'd be interesting to see, you know, and we can like, you know, ask them questions and see who who's being more authentic than the other. So, yeah. All right, real, real quick before we end, um, I want to talk about, have you guys heard of green lights by Matthew McConaughey? Of course no. I have. I want to read it, but I have not read it. Have you read it? Is it good? Dude, listen to the audiobook, bro. It's his voice. It's so good, man. And he, it's interesting. I, I like audiobooks where it's the author's actual voice because they tell it how they feel it. Right. And I think it's an awesome experience. Obviously he's a commended and awarded, um, decorated actor, right. And writer. Um, and, but I think his life story has been one of the most interesting ones I've ever heard. And I think it's interesting because it's not like this crazy thing. It is a, sorry, it is a crazy thing, but I feel like it's so relatable to, to normal people. You know, he came from a small town in Texas, right ended up going to UT Austin. But the thing is like, he was born in, I want to say the seventies, I want to say. Um, and so like he went through the whole era of no tech, right. And no social media, none of that. And so he's just doing wild stuff while he's a kid, just like kids should do, right. You know, you should build these experiences. You should do things that are stupid and dumb, maybe, you know, get into some trouble sometimes because it builds character. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing to, you know, get into trouble sometimes. Um, I, you know, he goes on to talk about how, he graduated high school and he went to, uh, instead of going straight to college, like the typical thing should be, he went ahead and did a study abroad, right? And, or, well, study abroad, turning to work abroad and, um, in Australia. So he had the option of going to Sweden, Australia, and he decided to go to Australia and he stayed with this whacked out family and oh, no, spoilers, long story short, spoilers. right? No, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, no, My ahead. bad guys. I get into it a little bit, but he, so long story short, he goes through like, these trial and errors through life. And he doesn't really know what he wants to do. I mean, he, he, so sorry, he wanted to be a lawyer, right? So that was his big thing. I want to be a lawyer. He talked to his family all the time about it. And he was super into it a year and a half into college after kicking ass and having 4.0 or 3.8, something like that. He was like, I do not feel fulfilled. And I do not want to be working like as, as you know, a lawyer or whatever. And so he um, ended up taking some courses and he wanted to get into creative writing. He loved writing. He wrote a lot in Australia, 15 pages a day, and he thought it was interesting. And he went ahead and did that and ended up getting a role, you know, being a hand model. And, you know, his life, his story just progresses, you know, further and further. And, you know, by the time he was on Days and Confused, he already had like a lot of people's whole lifetime of worth of experiences, which is awesome to me, you know, and he takes life like moment by moment yet he enjoys every moment of it. And that's just like, I feel like we need more of that, right? Like we're, we're so, I mean, a lot of, I don't want to say us, but I want to say people are so caught up in this rat race and into these societal norms. And it's just, it's exhausting to even think about it, nonetheless, to participate in it. Right. And to, you know, kind of let loose once in a while and, you know, go do some stuff like after a roll, him and some buddies, they went out for a few months and they just, they motorbiked across all of Europe. Like that's something I would love to experience. Right. I don't want to continue and just work and, you know, by the time I'm 40s, 50s, just look back on life and, you know, kind of contemplate why I regret a lot of decisions and, you know, to each is their own, right? To each is their own. But I think people, some, I, I think it, generally people need to take a step back and enjoy the moments.
especially in these first world countries. Mm. <laughs> you know he actually does that every before yeah, every, scene. every movie. Yeah, before yeah. a scene. Awesome, yeah. dude. It's did he? He's killer, man. He's such a he's such a cool guy. He's, I think he's I one of the coolest guys in the world. Do you know the story? Uh huh. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. He's awesome, I agree. Dude. Do you know how he got casted for Days and Confused? He was at this yes. bar. It's a crazy story, right? So he's at yeah. this bar. He sees the casting director, goes up to him. And the casting director likes him, and then boom, he's in the movie, right? Are you well? He, no, it didn't even happen like that though. He they were just at the bar hanging out, and oh. then um, yeah, he ended. But he, he sorry, he did dress like sorry, he did dress like the guy for the role, right? Um, he dressed like the guy for the role, and he was just hanging out with the director. No, no, no. At the and, audition, he did at the bar. He had no idea. The bartender. Oh, told him who I'm he confused. Was. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. You're right. They were so they just met hanging by out the chance. bar, right? They met, yeah. This movie casting director met You're by right. chance, and then he invited him to an audition. And yeah. this is when he, right when he graduated college, right? And then he it ended up getting the role and he, you know, made the movie what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's that's awesome, insane. man. It's a cool, cool life story. You yeah, know, it is. So it check is. this out. This is another thing that's mm -hmm. super cool. So, you know, usually like, no, I don't want to usually because we don't know how, how it works, but uh, when you have a meeting or whatever, you know, there's a set destination, you go into the office and, you know, you hash it out. Um, what he does is he goes and he says, hey, can you fly into Salt Lake City, Utah? And then they'll fly, the guy will fly in Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, McConaughey will meet him there, and then they'll drive all the way across to you know Wisconsin, maybe. And you know, say it's a 14-hour drive, they'll just hash it out over 14 hours, and by the time they're there, they both fly on, they do their separate ways. And so he likes to do his negotiations and all his conversations behind the wheel, looking at you know the country, the United States. It's beautiful, and that's that's incredible to me, isn't it? Wow, that that is super dope. He yeah. also. Uh, this happened this week. He made an announcement on his YouTube channel that he's not going to be running for governor of Texas. He had been exploring oh, that really? opportunity. Yeah, he wants to get into politics. Like I, thought he, I thought he would have done it. No, he said he decided not to this this upcoming oh. cycle. So I do. I think I think he will come into politics eventually. But he's a, he's a really cool guy. 2028 president. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, man. If he's independent and he th he's a rational person, I think we need more people like him in government. So. I'll be all for it. Well, he's a little irrational. I don't yeah. think so. The way yeah, he listen speaks, to listen to green articulate. lights. Really? He is? Yeah. He's okay. a little irrational. Interesting. Or based on his history, I guess, right? I mean, maybe not right now. He's had life lessons and you know, maybe understands life a little bit more. But based on his history, it's a little irrational, but cool. You know what I mean? Like irrational is not always a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. Listen, listen yeah. to the audiobook, guys. It's, it's like no, no, it's six it's hours long. Eight hours. Yeah. yeah. Green lights. It's not bad. And we're, he's we're, we're, we're not sponsored by Matthew McConaughey, by the way. <laughs> I am, by the way. I am. My name's Matthew. He, he was like, hey, I know your name is Matt, too. Like, let's just, you know, put it on your pod. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool to share. But Yeah, well, I think that's a good note to end the podcast. A, a positive okay. note after covering all the sad news in the world. But, yeah. yeah, if you made it this far, thank you for watching. And we'll see you guys next week.